Sit down if you want to. Right in the middle of what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Take a seat, young Skywalker. The middle children of history, man. Middle of the day, Alfred? Please, take a seat there. Right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Stop the middle of the base hit! Meeting in the middle. Fight, fight. They fought for the freedom of middle. Middle of middle. The middle of the middle. The middle of a war! Friggin' ridiculous! Why don't we have a seat to talk about? No! That's a middle seat! Alrighty, everybody. Welcome to the Middle Seats, and this is going to be our freeze frame show. This show is designed to look back and analyze a movie, past, present, or future. So expect a lot of retro reviews or other discussions that we want some extra time to talk about. Now, we recently reviewed American Maid starring Tom Cruise, so it only felt fitting that we talk about another hit movie starring him, Edge of Tomorrow. How many times have we been here? For me, it's been an eternity. I die within five minutes, along with every other soldier. Come find me when you wake up! You have to die. Every day. Your leg's broken. No, I'm good. Then we better start over. Oh, come on! Edge of Tomorrow. Or Live, Die, Repeat. Or Edge of Tomorrow, colon, Live, Die, Repeat. There's so many names for this movie, unfortunately. There was a weird marketing issue. Or the original title, All You Need Is Kill. Yeah, there's, it was all over the place. And it's a shame because... This is honestly a little hidden gem of a movie from 2014. Um, it stars Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt in sort of like a sci-fi version of Groundhog Day, where in uh, the characters are caught in a time loop fighting off aliens in a European battle. It's a really, really cool movie that we wanted to discuss a little bit more in depth right now. So what do we think about the movie, boys? Let's hear it from Jake first. Um, this is one that I, I really, really enjoyed and not that I was surprised that it was good, but it was definitely better than I was expecting. I've, I've seen it at least twice now. And if I recall, Andrew really got me into ranking movies of, uh, of the year. And I think 2014 was the first time I started doing it. I think I had it in my, not quite top 10, but top 15 of the year. I would, I really, really enjoyed it. And I was pleasantly surprised with how, how much I liked it. All right. How about you, Drew? Um, it was a matter of marketing. Uh, leading into Edge of Tomorrow, that kind of set my expectations. Like Jake said, it was a pleasant surprise because the trailers you didn't really have a chance to sell what makes this movie really work. Um, and I think the biggest thing that makes Edge of Tomorrow work is its hidden sense of humor. It's this warped combination of a bunch of sci-fi movies mashed together with like Saving Private Ryan, mashed together with Groundhog Day. And that's what makes the movie so unique and so fun. Just watching Tom Cruise get killed over and over again in these different styles and different ways, it gives this movie a very tongue-in-cheek tone that really gives it a kind of a timeless nature. Like, this is a movie that you can go back to in probably 20, 30 years and still really enjoy. It's just popcorn entertainment done really well. And Doug Liman at his peak with Mr. and Mrs. Smith and the board identity really understands how to make a entertaining movie. And I think Edge of Tomorrow is probably his best film. <laughs> I would definitely agree with that looking at his uh, little director's list here. Uh, this movie, uh, I think the best comparison that I've ever heard to it was um, playing a video game. Where you play through a level, you die, 
So then you get to play it again, know what's gonna happen, and then you slowly become god tier and you can run through the whole game. That's kind of really, really cool to see Tom Cruise's character doing this movie because he starts out as this wimpy, cowardy scumbag of a person yep. yeah. and grows up to be this action hero badass uh, along with Emily Blunt, who is great here. I can't say enough good things about Emily Blunt in this movie. Um, it's her playing against the type of the snooty British rom-com girl that she played a lot. Um, and since Edge of Tomorrow... Or I guess you could you could argue Looper two years before. She has shown herself to have a lot more range than just kind of the roles that she was stuck with early in her career. Edge of Tomorrow, she plays... You, the video game comparison is really good. And you talk about how Tom Cruise is kind of like the audience avatar. Um, Edge of Tomorrow... Uh, I forget the character's... I forget Blunt's character's name. The that, Angel Verdun. Yeah. She's kind of the, you know, the guiding force. Um, and she does such a great job at being this guiding force of the movie, and she really has all the best action moments. I think the action is really directed well, and of course she gets the most dynamite moments in the kind of set pieces that happen. They're really gritty. It really feels like kind of like an alien version of the Beaches of Normandy, like at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, um, I, I would agree when they... Um, also, for anybody you know tuning in that hasn't seen the movie, we are diving into spoilers. We're not afraid to talk spoilers. Um but that be- that being said, first off, Tom Cruise, you know, is typically like you know known as an action hero, known as this really cool stand-up guy, very charismatic, like we've talked about, an American made. And here he starts off as this more behind-the-scenes general, like he's good at planning things out and giving orders, but he is not about uh, he's not for being on the the front lines at all. But he's sent into battle, and his first time in these in these crazy armored battle suits. He is petrified, and when they're dropped on the beaches, like like you know Andrew said of Normandy, it's pretty intense. Like people are just getting picked off left and right. People are blown up, um, smashed to pieces. Yeah, smashed to pieces. Like it's just it's it's pretty terrifying. Um, it's directed so well, and you know, like like you both said, it balances you know action and intense action with humor very well. You know, it's it's got it's got you know the gruesomeness of war, but it's also got this really dark comedy behind it as well. And it, it balances everything very well. One of my favorite scenes is I think in the middle of the movie, it's one of the montages where he is slowly getting better at fighting, but he isn't quite there yet. So he's dying a lot. Yes. And the, there's one of the officers who wakes him up when he restarts his day and like, get up maggot. Maggot, maggot. Played by Bill Paxton in one of his final performances. And it is, it is funny. It is great editing. It's the kind of thing that I'd love to be able to do at some point in my life. I love the creative ways that they find to kill him. Uh, my favorite way that he dies is when he is tied up and he tries to roll away. Um, and he's just completely run <laughs> yeah. over by the car. And then he has to perfect that move. Exactly. Um, and that was the most surprising. And it showed how many times he had to go through this same thing over and over again. And another addition, probably a runner up for my favorite kill is when him and Emily Blunt are training and she basically I don't, breaks his legs or something. He, he can't move. So she, she approaches him with a gun and it's like time to start over and just shoots him in the head. And he's just like, like, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. And just bam, doesn't matter. Yeah. That kind of like <laughs> Looney Tunes cartoon over the top violence and that dark comedy is really what sets Edge of Tomorrow apart from a lot of other movies. 
Um, and I am disappointed to say that I think if we're going to get into negative stuff, the last 20 to 25 minutes, like basically completely abandons that. And it just becomes another generic action film, unfortunately. Yeah. I think if there was a major gripe with the film, it's definitely the, the final battle, so to speak, because the movie pulls the, pulls the card where, Oh, uh, Tom Cruise lost his blood, so now he can't reset time when he dies. So the stakes have been artificially raised after um, kind of growing to love this dynamic that the movie had with its main character dying over and over again. Um, and just seeing him go through some pretty crazy stuff in the finale, like flying out of a ship, uh, crashing, getting thrown around, and not dying, kind of cheapens the movie at that point. The entire thing takes place in the dark, too. It's really hard to see. Um, but, yeah, that was the thing that stuck out the most to me. Yeah, raising the stakes artificially. Just kind of a generic action scene. Humorless. And just some of the things he were he was doing were like, okay. Like, that, w- that would have killed him immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it also ends on a pop song, too. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's one of the most sudden eddings. Uh, they, they pull, like, this ambiguous ending card where uh tom cruise runs into emily blood's character and doesn't really know what to say because he's gone through so many lifetimes with this person but she obviously doesn't know that uh so he's trying to just think of what to say smiles and then we get the pop song and it's love me again by john powell i believe (laughs) and it's it's such a cop-out like this isn't lost in translation Um, you don't need to do like a rom-com ending here yeah i mean i didn't I, I agree it doesn't flow with the rest of the movie, but even I thought the ending was it was fine. The first the first two thirds are definitely its strongest, but I still thought the ending was was fine, just not up to par with the rest of it. Agreed. But it we're talking about how talking about how unique the rest of the movie is. Absolutely. Um it really was a downer for me to end on that note. It kinda gave me a sour taste in my mouth heading in and I had to reflect and remember how much I enjoyed it going through. Yeah. This kind of concept, reliving the same day over and over again, isn't a terribly unique one. It's not common, but it's been done before in movies. But this is the first movie that I can remember where death is so integral to the forward motion of the plot, uh, especially in an action sense. You don't get that from Groundhog Day or other films like it. And just to kind of cheapen the action at the end there does leave the sour taste in your mouth, Drew. I agree. Yeah, and I think the thing that makes it really unique, just the blending of genres. And that was the thing that stuck out to me the most. When I saw the trailers for the film, uh, I was like, okay, it's a new Tom Cruise sci-fi film. Doug Liman's a decent director. I think at that point, he was coming off a jumper. But I my expectations for it were not huge. And then I just started seeing an outpouring of love and reviews for it. And I went to see it, and it's... It's what he does best. He entertains, and he finds ways to entertain that are not exactly traditional. All right. Good, good thoughts. Uh, Jake, we'll start with you. I want to give some final thoughts and give your rating for Edge of Tomorrow. Sure. Um, Final thoughts. I think this is one of Tom Cruise's better performances of late, maybe his best since Tropic Thunder, and I do wholeheartedly mean that. It's not a joke. Um and I think it is. It was one of those, um, you know, kind of a hidden gem. Like I think a lot of people have seen it, but those who haven't, you know, ha- have only heard good things about it. And you know, most people who have seen it generally like it to some point or another. It's, you know, 
just an overall well-done movie. It's not spectacular. It doesn't blow anybody out of the water, but it's a great, fun ride. And if it was in theaters, I would say recommend in theaters. Um, I would definitely give a plush recliner and a very, very comfy plush recliner, like one that you absolutely look forward to sitting in at the end of the day after a long day, one you could fall, fall asleep in give, uh, given the right circumstances, um, but not quite royal throne. All right, let's hear it from Drew. Uh, one of the great surprises of the last few summers, uh, a film that n- not many people were expecting to even be really good, let alone one of the best films of the last five summers or so. Uh, just a really entertaining ride, like Jake said. It's funny, it's smart, it has two great lead performances. They really play off each other really well. Um, it's got some killer action sequences, it's got some great editing, some really good moments of CGI. Falls apart a little bit at the end, um, but it's not enough to not recommend it. I would give it a plush recliner as well, just a normal plush recliner. All right. And that leaves me. I'm also going to give Edge of Tomorrow a plush recliner. I really, really loved this movie when it came out. Uh, had probably some of my favorite scenes of the year, especially for the summer. Um, great hidden gem. I'd highly recommend it, especially if you love sci-fi movies that mess with time. This is this is up there in terms of originality, humor, and all around just a solid piece of film. So that'll do it for this week's Freeze Frame. In the meantime, feel free to like, share, and subscribe with our channel on YouTube at The Middle Seats, and definitely check out our Facebook page at The Middle Seat Show, as well as email us at themiddleseatshow at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. Looking forward to hearing from you guys, and keep that seat warm. We'll see you soon.